Ladies and gentlemen, part two of the Iron Horse Auction. Very excited. I had so much fun writing this adventure, and Dennis and Mike played such hilarious characters. I promise this will not disappoint. I was laughing so hard when I was editing it, and it brought me such joy. And I'm glad I get to share it with you people. So I hope you enjoy part two of the Iron Horse Auction. just as the auction was about to begin. And uh, the man in the front, he says, uh, I feel like I maybe I've fudged up his voice earlier. He goes, um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we this is the rules of the auction here. You see, we are going to set a standard bid, and then uh, you could just put your hand up if you want to increase that bid by the starting bid. Here, I'll give you a all real four quick. of my hands are up. Uh, sir, uh you don't have to put your hands down now. I'm just, we're going to do a quick example, right? And he puts this, uh, this like goblet on the table. My this hands go up. Chalice. I his, didn't even head, say the starting the guy, price. In the auctioneer's head, he hears, we will win the fish. How did I know this? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what, listen here. So we say this item, this goblet, this chalice, this golden, beautiful piece of equipment we got right here. See if that starts at 20 gold. My buddy is over there with their two arms up. Put a bet in. That is now for 40 gold. Does everybody understand? I need everybody to shake your hands, your head. Uh, yes and right at me. Nope, that's a no. I need you guys to shake a yes. All right, that's close enough. Now, listen. This is how the item pickup will work. Now, I have my lovely uh, colleague down there, uh, which I did not give him a name. Uh, Steve... Bill, Steve, Bill, uh, my ogre friend will be happy to uh, come collect the payment and give you a ticket to pick up your item at the end of the auction. So you choose to take your item with you right after. You must just leave the auction house. It's the rules. If you decide to take your item you must leave the auction house or you can uh, give us the ticket we will hold on to it and you may collect your item or items be it how does that all sound does that all sound fair to all of you i've gone so, through about seven different voices by the way i just can't find this guy i, I think so you nailed it I nailed nailed it um very quickly <laughs> for dennis the player um so we even if we win a bid if we want the actual item, we have to leave. Correct. But, or we can keep the ticket and then get and all the items at once. At the end, yeah. Right. It's I assume some sort of security measure. Exactly. Uh, all, right. all right. Sorry. Wanted to make sure I understood. No, you're good. And uh, it doesn't to, matter if Dunning Kruger does or doesn't. For the people at home, right. just remember that these two, Xanthorpe and Dunning Kruger, was also given twelve. Thousand gold, twelve thousand. It was twelve thousand. Well, so he's got a. They got a lot of gold to play with, but who knows what is going to be in this auction? They're essentially going to roll a d twenty and uh, a random item that honestly could break this whole encounter uh, could pop up, and they could so choose a uh, bid on it, or uh, maybe one of the other participants are uh, going to bid it out from underneath them. In any regards, we'll have a couple of dice rolls and have some fun up in here. So, Mike, instead of a dice roll, I want you to flip a coin. We're going to see what mm. item goes first. Like a real-life coin. Yeah, real-life coin. Oh, damn. I thought I had my cool D&D coin. I do not. So instead, I shall flip this pin heads okay i forgot what do we call his colleague i didn't have a good name i don't have a name for him 
he had two first names. I do not <laughs> trust people with two first names. He was Bill Tim or Bill something. Two first names. Billy Walter. Billy uh, Billy Walter, uh, you see him. He goes behind this giant curtain that's behind uh, Vaxus, and he wheels out on a cart this little tool. The auctioneer says, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, now our first item up for bid is this well-crafted spricket wrench. You can see it's got the gold accents. It has a custom grip to it. And at the end, if you'll notice, it's got a beautiful shape hilt at the end. Do I hear 100 gold? And he puts that his hands out. That is actually a sprocket wrench. Well, that's not according to our records. It's actually called a spricket wrench. Do I hear a hundred? If it's a sprocket wrench, we need it. But if it's a spricket wrench, we have no use. Uh, He's not sure what to do. You see the character uh, that's in the front is a, this giant robot with uh, this gnome on his shoulder. And he's trying to, like, the gnome on his shoulder is just trying to see, like, above everybody you see uh the gnome put his hand uh in the air he goes i have a hundred do i hear to 200 dunning krugar says into xanathorpe's mind let the easter eggs win (laughs) (laughs) do i hear 200 going once and going twice it's clearly a sprocket wrench and he hits the gavel and you see mr walter's walks down to give them their tickets and do the swap uh, of gold. Uh, in Nigel's head, I I don't, my character doesn't know this to be, uh, I mean, Edwin, the gnome I'm upon this shoulder, he hears a telepathic voice tell him, you may have this wrench, and for that reason, we will be friends. And I cast friends the cantrip on him. And I think he needs to make uh, some kind of uh, charisma wow. save, I believe. Okay. We're going to be friends, though. I, it is a charisma. Oh, no, wait. No, he doesn't even need a save. Oh. I just I just have advantage on charisma. Can I make a charisma check to see how friendly he thought that was? Yeah. Cool. I'm a charismatic guy. Yeah. And I think uh, you do right. have advantage, if I remember correctly. Mantis people, yes. yeah, because we got Google. Did I click it twice? Do I have to do yeah, it again? So, uh, with your lubricated mind <laughs> as it pierces Edwin's head, you hear uh, Edwin, he says back to you, Thanks, friend. Let me know if you need a great inventor at all. Thank you. A great inventor. <laughs> all right, now I need you to bring me back the next item there mr walters and uh mr walters walks to the back behind the giant curtain and dennis can you roll a d20 for me i rolled a two he rolls out on a little cart this adorable wooden cart uh this uh jug ladies and gentlemen we have this just absolutely exquisite ceramic jug And I gotta tell you, this jug is infused with a little bit of magic powers. Now, we had a couple of our guys kind of figure it out in the back, and I'll tell you what, this thing is nifty. If you need all kinds of liquids and drinking things, then I'll tell you what, this is the jug for you. I'm gonna tell you what, we're gonna start the bidding at 200 gold coins. How's that sound? Immediately, Dunning-Krugar's four hands go up, and he says into the mind of Xanthorpe, we will be wealthy beyond belief on the Asherian wasteland with the liquid. And he just puts his hands up in the air. We will acquire fish and viscous liquid for our travels. Primitive beings are willing to take metals for liquids. Fools! The people at home, they actually have a, an alchemy jug, uh, just so real quick, they can use uh, an action to name one liquid from this table and cause the jug to produce that liquid. And then uh, afterwards, they can uncork the jug as an action and pour that liquid out. Uh, and actually, it's kind of a lot, depending on what you want. It's kind of funny that this match for you guys, because you like to be lubricated. So it's funny you guys All have that. All of the mayonnaise will be ours. We like things like oil and mayonnaise. When you put your, uh, you guys put your hands up, he goes, all right, I see 200. Do I hear a 400? And he puts his ear out to the crowd. And uh, the guy in the back looks like a weird prairie dog looking thing. Uh, you see this uh, Null 
that is sitting and he raises his hand raising the bid to now 400 and he says now anybody out there want to raise the bid to 600 dunning kruger's hands have never come down they're just up so 600 and then the the null you see put his hand up to now my hands are still up 800 now it raises he points at you and he goes do i hear 800 watch me land this bid and i just leave my hands up and you see the null in the crowd he kind of just scratches his chin and he goes eh, and he puts his hand up a thousand oh my goodness 1200 and then the other null puts his hand up again 14 1400 and they then stole. he points over <laughs> to Dunning Kruger. 16. I'm so, so good at this. And he puts his hand sold to my friend with all four arms up for 1,600 gold coins. And, and they're still up. That was gone for I wish to raise the bid. <laughs> uh, no, gentlemen, it's already been sold to you. We're, we're having Mr. Walters come up to you and, and get you your ticket. You've secured the mayonnaise. <laughs> I, will now, I will now bid on the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> you see, he's so tall he doesn't even have to like take the stairs. He just meets you at the balcony and he takes he uh takes the gold coin uh, and he gives you your ticket. Um how so much, that was how for much was that? how much gold was that? That was eighteen hundred, right? Sure. Eighteen hundred. So you're minus eighteen hundred on, on the pool. Yeah. Alright, Mike, I need you to roll a D twenty. I can do that. Oh, a two. Give me a re-roll. Come on, Brian. What are the odds? A one 17. in 20, I guess, huh? <laughs> the odds are probably one in 20, 5%, huh? 5%. 18. Uh... <laughs> 18. <laughs> the next item comes out, and it you can't even tell what uh, Mr. Walters is holding in his hand. Uh, it just looks like this bunched-up uh, piece of paper that's in his hand. As you see him roll out, it's this elegant scroll. And uh, Vaxus goes, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, this next one, I'm a bit of the fan of the Arthur. Uh, Les Stroud's Pocket Guide to Adventuring. I'm going to tell you what, this little piece of work is fantastic. Uh, and uh, the uh, Les Stroud's Pocket Guide to Adventuring, uh, once per day, the owner of this guide may read a section associated with a particular skill and gain advantage on all roles relating to that skill for the next 24 hours. Uh, the owner must also read the passage out loud to grant one additional party member the same benefits. So, we have no need for this item. He just announces it very loudly to everybody. We have no need for this item, but we have uh, already maximized our charismatic nature by being lubricated. <laughs> Now, bring before me overhead speaker. All they can only hear you w within 100 feet. How about this? And he casts augury for a booming noise. We have no need for this item. <laughs> and then he sits back down. Wow. All right, then. Well, I guess one person, two people, I guess a couple people ain't going to be voting on this thing. But we're going to start the bidding at 1,000, ladies and gentlemen. Do I hear 1,000? And, uh, I stand up with all four limbs. <laughs> oh, two, two, my fine fella in the balcony, a thousand. Now, do I hear two thousand? And the little gnome uh, that was sitting next to you to the next, she puts her hand up, raising the bid to two thousand. <laughs> I sit Beautiful. down and I say, I just got excited. <laughs> <laughs> do I hear three thousand? Anybody going once, going twice. Dare I say it, dare three times, going three times, boosh, hits the gavel. Uh, so, to the pretty lady up there, you're going to like this one. It's a favorite personal read of mine. Uh, Mr. Walters makes his way up to the balcony and exchanges his tickets, uh, and he heads back. Uh, Dennis, I want you to roll a d20 for me. 11. Walters pulls out a, this uh, from the back curtain out of a, this, like, ornate box. 
you can't really tell what it is. The box is very small, and he holds it up to uh, the audience. And uh, as he holds it up, uh, you notice that it is a uh, like a smoking pipe. As he raises it to the air, Vaxus goes, Now, nah, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the finest pipes that ever did get smoked. I'm telling you, this was owned by Royal Tea. Now, if you've ever been to Waterdeep, now, you might know all uh, the heralds and royalty that are around. I'll tell you, all of them are smoked from this pipe. And let me tell you, it holds some magic powers. Now, for the people at home, a few puffs of this pipe of mutual friendship. The caster and the target magically act if they've been uh, very good friends for years. Uh, the effect can last as long as 1d6 days, and the target must succeed a DC 13 constitution saving throw. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start the bidding at 2000 this is a little bit fancier so, item <clears throat> this is something that i want to make sure sells for the right value because it is a very special item now we're going to start in, do i hear 2000 in xanathorpe's mind he hears yes this has been in the possession of royal tea tea which is a delicious liquid to these humans royal meaning it is special we must have this viscous item and he puts his pincers up Yes, we will have all the tea to go with our mayonnaise and fishes. <laughs> when do we get the mayonnaise and fishes? Do all right, we're going to start the bidding at 2,000. <laughs> do I hear 2,000 gold? Ah, 2,000 gold to my bug friend up in the balcony. Do I hear 4,000? Uh, and then uh, one guy that's in the front corner, he just uh, puts his hand up. He looks like a little farmer, little overalls. He puts... Uh, his hand up, raising it to... This fool has no chances. Well, he doesn't even have our artwork. Ladies and gentlemen, do I hear 6,000? Oh, 6,000! Now, do I hear 8,000? Now, this is a pretty penny here. This is a very special smoking pipe. Jay, you don't have to raise your hand. You already bid. No, you're at 6,000 right now, gentlemen. And Nailed he looks it. at the man in the overalls, and he says, uh, what about you? Do you want... Uh, you bidding up, and the guy kind of, he puts his hand at the universal sign, and now, nah, bro, I'm out. You have no artwork, you fool! Going uh, for eight. Anybody? Going for six. Going once. Going twice. And I'll tell you what, it's going a third time. It's out of here, ladies and gentlemen, to my bug friends in the seat above. Uh, and then the troll, or Mr. Walters, the giant ogre, makes his way over. And uh, you guys accept... And swap out for coins. So now you we guys have so uh, two items, good correct? At this. correct? This is going according to plan! Now, for those of following it is. You home, right now, Xanathorpe and Dunning Cougar have 4,200 gold. That is correct. The two of them. So, Your mathematics exceeds what it appears you can do. <laughs> you see uh, Mr. Walters walks at the back. Give me a now you know what as he comes out this giant massive cart that just reeks absolutely reeks as he rolls it out um. it's just all this different type of random seafood it's a cart full of like random octopuses and like fish and tuna and lobster and all these different types of Fish that probably haven't even come from this world, oddly enough. And he says, well, I'm going to be honest. When uh, I was trying to figure out a price for this bad boy, I didn't know where we're going to start. So I think, y'all, we're going to start at, uh, why don't we start at about 200 gold, all right? 200. Do I hear 200? Uh, yeah, we inst I stand up and have all my things up. And I also, I instantly, this is almost like, it's like Goku going Super Saiyan. Like, shit just got real serious for Xanthorpe. And he begins to sort of scan around. And I believe I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts for the duration. You can um, read the thoughts of certain creatures. I'm not trying to figure out how many people I could read the thoughts of here. This is certain creatures. Of any creature? one creature that you can see okay, within 30 feet of you. I guess, can I make... Can I scan around the room to see if anyone is, like, looking super interested while, uh, I guess I could just wait at this point. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, we could do that. We could let it rock. You actually, uh, you see the lady that's in the pit here. 
she is telling herself, uh, you, you're reading her thoughts, right? Uh, you hear her say, uh, a load like that could really keep the restaurant afloat. I, this, I could get this pretty cheap, I think. Uh, maybe it'll be good enough to uh, keep the boys fed around here. So, Ken, <clears throat> what do you think, Spooches? Can Dunning-Kruger hear that through our telepathic bond? Uh, I, right now, I, I could communicate it to you. I'm thinking I see that happening, and I'm going to try to squash this bug myself. And I say uh, to her telepathically, Human, you must sit this one out! And his eyes become extremely intense, and it's almost like there's like fire burning behind them. And I'm also going to cast the spell Suggestion here. Oof. So she needs to make a wisdom saving throw, and I'm trying to suggest her to just telepathically... I think these, the these are the fish you're looking for. <laughs> these are not the wisdom fish you're save. looking for. Yeah. What's the DC? I got a 13. Oh, it's a 14. Oh, the exact God. amount. By one again. Um, so, yeah, she has, she a sudden urge to just sit this one out, I think, overcomes her all of a sudden. Now, we're going to start the bin at 200 gold, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my buddy over there up in the balcony, in the nosebleeds, as we call it in the auction biz, we're just, we're giving it to you, 200 gold. Nah, don't hear 400, 400, 400. Anybody give him 400? Do I hear 400? Uh, and then you see the man in the overalls, he looks at you all like shifty eyes, and he puts his hand up. Ah, 400 to my buddy over here, down oh, in the blue jeans. Oh, where is the man with the overalls? Where is he? He is in the front corner, right? Okay, so seeing that, Dunning, how far down is the drop here we'll say 20 feet all right so dunning krugar jumps over the railing he grabs it he hangs himself down and then lets go so he's going to drop the 20 feet um so that's 2d6 of damage roll it all right i will roll it so, oof, of course, of course. So I take 12, um, but most of that is eaten up by uh, the delicious drink that he had. And then he sprints with his hand. His hands are up, and he's going to sprint the 60 feet over here. And then he, like, gets in, like, a meditative state, and he casts in the mind of this creature, of this humanoid, Charm person. Whoa. So the... Uh, He's got to make a wisdom saving throw. Correct. Oh my God, a nat 20. Okay. Oh. So he's able he's able to shake it off, which only angers uh, Dunning-Krugar. So but, the, yeah, the bidding ahead. started at 200. The man in blue overalls just raised it to 400. How dare you defy me? Do I hear 600, ladies and gentlemen? I, I have my hands up, and in his mind, in a just good old-fashioned intimidation style, I say, It is unwise to pursue this course of action! Give me an intimidation check. Alright, I can I can freaking do that, dude. Is intimidation charisma? It is. Uh, it's intimidation. So that would be advantage. Oh. And you do it. When you you telepathically shoot daggers into his mind, and you see him, uh, he looks around. He uh, was just about to put his arm up, and then as you said that, he feels very unsettled, and he puts his uh, his arm down. And so is... Dunning Dunning Kruger assumes that that was him. Clearly, his spell finally kicked in. <laughs> Nailed it. Just lack of communication. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think it is sold for $600 for my very weird stick bud guy up over there. Now, you are at 4200 minus 600 gold. Do you see the way business thrives when you stray away from competition and have a monopoly on the situation? <laughs> <laughs> so you're at 3600 nice gold right now dunning krugar uh waddles his way back up into the stands we have officially accomplished all of our goals here 
Is it time to depart? Not without me rolling one more d20 off the table. 19. You already do 19? Nope. Did 18. And uh, the ogre comes out. Actually, uh, Mr. Walters, he comes out from that giant red velvet curtain, and he has this very uh, like dainty necklace around his neck. And the necklace has got like this gold chain, uh, and it's a, a red heart. And Vaxus goes, Now, one of my favorite items is up next. This is an amulet of infatuation. Yeah, that's right, gentlemen. Now, this is going to be for your lady. Or maybe for the mister who's trying to impress her, if you feel me. People at home can't... I do not feel you. (laughs) You are too far away, you fool. The amulet of infatuation gives you the spell charm person that you can cast 1d4 times per day. You automatically have advantage if you're touching the creature. That's the long story short. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start the bidding today at 500 gold coins. And the lady that's in the front here, in the pit, she raises her hand for 500. He goes, oh, sweet little darling, 500 gold coins. Do I hear 1,000? Anybody want to bring this one up to 1,000? Uh, the Our in the charm is natural and does not require external stimulation. Yes, this, this item is a trap. It's a trap. Hey, it's a trap. There's another another Star Wars quote. The uh, smaller gnome lady, uh, the gnome lady in the top, she uh, puts her hands up, increasing the bid to a thousand. Well, this is a little bit of a battle we got going on out here, don't we? And you see uh, the dwarf raise her hand, raising the bid. Two thousand? Do I hear twenty five hundred? Bring us the clubs, you fools! And the uh, the gnome doesn't raise her hand. And as he says that, he slams the gavel down. Sold to the little pretty lady with red hair and buns in the front over here. Uh, Mr. Walter, would you kindly bring... Buns in the front are anatomically incorrect. (laughs) Oh, ladies and gentlemen... Between the objectification of this woman and the ethical questionability of this charming product, I question (laughs) the validity of this auction. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, you guys start to uh, you see Mr. Walters. He goes back into uh, into the behind the curtain. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have just one final uh, item for you all today. Could you bring them out for me, Mr. Walters? And uh, Mr. Walters brings out these gloves that almost have this glowing about them. It's almost like they have this aura around them so much that they're even like in this uh like uh glass case you feel overwhelmingly like these are the the gloves that sanbalay has been looking for like you just these are the gloves we're looking for there was something about gloves yes and he says, ladies and gentlemen, now I'm bringing you to the final piece now this is a bit of a showstopper piece but I'll tell you what I know this is why y'all are here today, because this is one powerful piece right here. These are the gleaming gauntlets of wishing, ladies and gentlemen. Now, for those of you at home, these are gauntlets that grant the users 1d4 of the spell Wish. Wish can be a game-breaking spell. Now, here's here's the uh, issue we're going to run into with these gloves. One... You guys have pincer arms, right? So, I don't know I don't if your hands can fit in those. those. Two. They're magical. I'm all our our tiny hands, our tiny Yeah, we have we have some tiny hands that can slip Give in me there. uh give me a perception check. Give me a glove sort of hand check. No, no, no. This is going to be we're going to see how many uh I got an idea. Ooh, crit. So, crit for Xanthorp. Damn, Xanthor, with that freaking crit. You notice that on the the knuckles of the gloves, there are four stars. And only two of them are lit up. And with that crit, I'll tell you, there are two wishes left in those gloves. And who knows what can happen if or when you cast wish. Because it could be a game-breaking spell here. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you the show. Stop our peace. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Walter, would you be so kind into setting it down on the table here? We're going to start the bidding today at, ladies and gentlemen, 1,000 gold. Do I hear 1,000 gold? And he looks in the crowd. 
our alien friends stick their arms way in the air to a thousand. Now, gentlemen, that was a little bit quick. Now, but do I hear a two thousand? And he puts his ear out, and uh, the elf on the top here next to you, he said he raises his hand. He says, "Wow, my God, we got two thousand. Now, do I hear three thousand? And Ashmar in the pit raises his hand, bringing it to three thousand. So Ladies and gentlemen, I do I hear four thousand? I attempt to cast Charm Person um, on the elf beside us. Uh, he must make a Wisdom saving throw, DC twelve. Seventeen. Okay, so he shakes it off." Their feeble minds can't even handle my basic commands. Ladies and gentlemen, do I hear 4,000? How much do we have? We had 3,000 something? 3,600, 30, but my hands are still up. Because uh, we have fishes. We're not, hey, we're not in the zone of truth. Fear not, we have fishes. Those fools, it's almost like with a genie when you wish for wishes. We bought something more valuable than gold. We will win this bid with fishes. Or mammoths. Or mammoths. Yes. You are you are so wise, Zandorp. Do what I hear four thousand? Well oh my little my bug friends in the top corner. Do I hear five thousand? And a hush falls over the crowd. And the man on the very bottom raises the robot raises his hand. And he says 5,000 is my bet. By God, do I hear 6,000? Oh, it's, that's our homies. Oh, our friends in the in the top of the bleachers. I hear 6,000. Now, would our robot friend want to match it for about 7,000? What do you say, buddy? And he looks at uh, uh, the robot contraption. And, uh, see, you're friends with the gnome, but you're not friends with Nigel, right? Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. I wasn't... Who are you was friends with, character. Edwin or Nigel? Uh, oh, yeah, this is I made robot. friends with Edwin. Edwin. I made friends with Edwin, yeah. Okay, so this is Robot putting his hands up, raising it again. Do you raise your hands? Of course we do. Of course we do. By golly, we got 8,000. Now, ladies and gentlemen, do I hear 9,000? And Nigel... Sold going once. Going twice. Wait, Nigel put his hand up? No, he went. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. And he puts his gal in the air. Boom! Sold to my friends in the top of the bleacher for 7,000 gold. Now, pleasure doing business with y'all. I want to take this time to say thank y'all for coming to the auction, my friend. And uh, Mr. Walters is starting to make his way up to you guys to collect 7,000 gold. What do you guys do? Yes. Uh, first, you will... Oh, go ahead, Spooches, if you have something. No, I got nothing. What do you got? All right. So, so Dunning-Krugar says, yes. First, you will give us our fishes. And he gives, he hands over the two tickets for the items they have already bought. Well, that's right, but you got to give me the go before I give you the other ticket. It's the rules. I will not finish payment until I have done battle with all five overhead speakers. <laughs> no, I can't uh, let I, you I, damage I, the speakers, mate. I can't let that happen. And you start seeing uh, people are starting to kind of make their way out of uh, the auction. So uh, he, mentally he says to Xanthorp, uh, Dunning-Krugar says, this is where we use diplomacy. Come, help me. And he turns and he says, are, are you not aware of how finely lubricated I am? Look upon my shining carapace what? and bring me my fishes. Why you gotta be all lubricated? I don't understand what that's got to do with it. And just as you guys are bickering back and forth, you see uh, Nigel starting to kind of walk by. He goes, Greetings. I am Nigel. This is my friend, Edwin. And Edwin goes, Hey, guys! Are you the one that talked to me in my head? Yes! We are friends! Yeah! I feel like it was kind of weird when we walked by. It felt like I've known you for, for years. And Nigel says, 
It's exactly why we are here. He would not stop talking about you during the entire auction. It's almost as if you are kindred spirits of the same being. And then I stare deep into Nigel's or Edwin's soul and my eyes become extremely bug-eyed and I start staring at him and I cast charm person on him. On the ogre? On Edwin. On Edwin. Weren't you already friends with him? I'm friends with him, but now I'm trying to charm him. Okay, fuck it. Let's do it. What do I got to roll? So wisdom he needs, saving throw, he, right? Wisdom saving throw, yeah. Love it. Ooh, a three. So he's charmed. My friend and really good friend, would you please help us? Uh, we need a bit of a front payment, and then we'll pay you back in mayonnaise and various fishes yeah i yeah I, I mean you can keep the fish i'll just i'll give you the upfront loan think of it as like a think of it as like a payday loan you know i give it to you now and then you owe about 400 uh, percent of interest on it in the next week or else i'll come and find you i'm i'm like hovering in on him with extremely bug-eyed and just staring at him Edwin, he smacks the back of uh, Nigel in this compartment and pops out of his back. And he puts his hand in uh, and he pulls out coins. And he goes, uh, uh, gentlemen, how much were you were you looking to, to get? I, 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 After I paid myself off, I got at least a couple thousand. What do you guys need? A great many thousand. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't just let my my longtime friend go without. What do you, what do you need, bud? I can loan you some money. Fear not. When we have the gloves, you will be replenished. What? How much do we? How much? We have we have thirty six hundred. So I and I we think needed seven thousand total. Yep. So thirty. Yeah. Well, hey, what, how about we do this? I'll just give you the full seven thousand. We'll call it even, Stevens, and then uh, we'll call the thirty six hundred interest later, huh? And he winks at him. We he are says, so lubricated. Here, Mister Walters, take. Take his items here. Take his gold. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it. And your the... investment in Jabazon will pay off well. What was it? Jam? Was that it? Jabazon. Jamazon. Jamazon. is what's up. Jamazon. He uh, says, "Well, uh, we'll just go get your your gloves. We'll be right back and get your items." And he walks yeah. to the in back. In the meantime, I'm telling him about how in years and years from now we're going to be profitable one day and when that happens his stock investment in us is going to pay off mm. yes. <laughs> and we will not pay our workers nor give them breaks nor will they be allowed to pee anywhere but their spell jammer <laughs> <laughs> with that Walters, uh, Mr. Walters he heads to the back and hear his stomps and uh, Nigel and Edwin go uh, well friend it was nice meeting you I'm going to go collect my items we'll uh we shall rendezvous in the front you say huh you will receive your fishes and mayonnaise uh nigel starts to make his way uh out to the front now uh you guys notice he's kind of taking a while when he's in the back and you notice that the place is kind of like gone like eerily quiet what do you do i believe this is the moment where we fight overhead speakers the overhead speakers have turned upon us. Yes, prepare for battle, young Xanthorpe. My, I, I uh, blend my carapace into the the shade of the earth around me. <laughs> so you guys are just just chilling there. Uh, I'd like to make a perception check as I look for what I believe to be overhead one of the overhead speakers. So I'm gonna. See if I can perceive. Yeah, do a do a perception check. 15. With with a fifteen, you see the, like this. Uh, there's like this little box of flowers that's right here. Oh, uh, you see like one of those rock speakers playing, and over the loudspeaker here. Attention, guests! Please head to the front to collect your items. Thank you. Face me, overhead speaker. I'm trying to communicate with the speaker telepathically, and I'm not getting through. <laughs> cool. Nailed it. You uh, find that rock speaker, dude, and you just crush it. You crush it to pieces. Nice. 
So, uh, yeah, I guess we head to what we believe to be the front. As you guys start to, you guys going to go, like, round down these stairs? Uh, not that it, uh, yeah, like, what's the no, approach? No, Are you guys I going think, down this I way? Think wanna, I think I'd want to go by these stairs so I could walk by. Oh, I guess either way we walk by the bar. No, but down down this way because we smashed the rock speaker over here. So down these stairs so we can see our bovine friend perhaps on our way by again. Uh, yeah, and as you guys walk down the stairs, he's he's not there anymore. You guys walk to the front entrance hall, and everybody's gone. The goblin, Eugene, that checked you in at the door, the waiter, the other troll. It's almost like everybody just kind of packed up and left. I believe we have scared overhead speaker. They dare not face us. A successful haul yes. of ticket stubs. Now we must find our fishes. Uh, I'm going to perceive, see if I, or investigate, see if I can find any trace of the fishes. There it is. Did that roll go through? Good call. Maybe he's sniffing. Um, it was a yeah, five. It was, give, me yeah. a, give me an investigation check there, uh, Xanthorpe. Oh, can do that it'll work no. we're too busy looking for overhead speaker are we finding an overhead speaker uh no you find no overhead speaker uh and just as uh you guys head up to the front in the hallway you hear a loud uh bang come from the auditorium that was actually like right behind the curtain in the hall you just hear a loud boom uh yeah uh, overhead speaker is attacking the the humanoids. Come and uh, sprint, dash towards the fishes and the gloves and the pipe and the mayonnaise and <laughs> yep. all things all viscous liquids. Uh, and as you step back behind the curtain, you see um, this room that's uh, just has all these boxes all over the place. Now, when you guys get back there, give me another investigation check. Right. Oh. oh my god. Trying. A two, baby. Miserable nine. With a nine, you just find a bunch of boxes and there's a very familiar aroma that's in the air, but you can't place what direction it's in. Mm-hmm. In this room, you said there's boxes in this room here? Yeah, you can't see them, but uh just a bunch of like shipping crates and barrels and boxes. It just looks like a storage room. Uh, I um Instinctively smelling that fish smell, he starts to become almost feral. Perhaps instinctively cast arms of Hadar, which is like these dark tendrils that sort of erupt from my body, and he just starts flailing them with these boxes, trying, like, just trying to break shit open and trying to uh, see if he can get any smell of fish in here. So you have to do like a, there's probably no check for it, huh? Uh, it's a strength saving throw if it's a creature. I'm kind of just, just using a bunch it of boxes. boxes. Yeah, so with those boxes, you start smashing things open, and you're actually you're not finding any of the items that were uh, up for auction. You see, there's a curtain that's to the le- uh, to the right and to the left. That's kind of like the back wall. Through the curtain appears an orc, an old orc. Now here's what we're gonna do. You two are going to leave this place or else both your heads are going to be used as my new speakers. You understand what I'm saying? I understand exactly what you are saying. I don't understand this wording. We, We got the best system. We take the gold. We rob everybody. We take the profits. Well, last time we blamed it on that <laughs> that whack job of a wizard, Sanbalay. Easiest story we've ever had to tell. Easiest person I've had to blame it on people. Well, overhead speaker, if that is your real name, prepare to face the Thrykreen in battle. Yes. And I, from my sides, uh, the blended in shapes of my rapier and my dagger appear in my smaller hands. Ready to do battle. Yes. Right. It is wrong 
to steal from those who have bought things. You should, if you wish to obtain items, you should uh, get a monopoly like we did on the whole situation. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so let's roll. Uh, bootstraps. <laughs> pull it up by your bootstraps. So uh, let's roll uh, initiative. I hear that. Gus, what's Gus been up to, huh? He got all Gus. militant on us, huh? Yeah, apparently, Gus like peaced out on us. Like, I thought they were homies. He Not seemed no pretty chill. Uh, I rolled a miserable five. All right, Xanthor, it is your turn. And dispose of this overhead speaker. So tell me, like, what what exactly? Did he, like, threaten us at all right here? Or is he just kind of like, hey, bitch, I'm going to take your shit? Yeah, he like, said uh, he's trying to strong-arm you into leaving. Give me a, a perception check. This is going to be a past perception check. This is going to see if you notice what happened with those people. You guys didn't poke around too much. Yeah, with a, with a 15, uh, Xanthorpe, you uh, noticed that people were, like, ushered out to the front door. And the two ogres uh, were actually throwing people out the door. Uh, so they were taking the whole scheme, the Ponzi scheme of them just taking gold and kicking people out. And, uh, so the ogres were in on the whole thing. Yep, ogres were in on the whole thing. Okay. Not happy with that. I'm so he's trying to strong arm you. He's saying, get out of my uh, get out of my place. Um, your place? This is our place? If you wish to obtain the items, obtain a monopoly? And acquire them yourself. And he casts Tasha's hideous laughter and tries to make him fall down laughing. Nice. Uh, wisdom saving throw, or he's going to fall prone and become incapacitated. Uh, 15. That is a pass. Ooh. Those um, are going to do nothing to me. Good try. This one lacks the intelligence to be easily persuaded. Which is why... You need a true expert. All right, so uh, does that complete your turn, Xanthorpe? Yes, in yes, indeed, I believe. So with that being said, Iron Gus says, oh, I'm not going to tell you again. You better leave this place or else. And uh, he's actually going to take a swing at you with his great axe. Does, hold on, I have to do math. Does a 14 hit? Hell no. You fool. Swings with his greatsword and he misses in it. He smashes the the floor and it shatters into a million pieces. And uh, he takes his uh, great axe up once more and he's going to take one more swing at you. That multi-attack. 22 is definitely going to hit, huh? Ooh, yeah. And he hits you for seven points of damage. Oh, I can take that. And as he hits you, he lets out a blood-curdling yell, this, like, chest yell that completes his turn. So, uh, seeing that, Dunning-Krugar says, I will dominate you with my mind. And despite the odds, I'm going to cast again for the third and final spell slot I have, Charm Person. Now, because we are now fighting him... I believe he has advantage on this roll. Correct. All right. DC 12. That's, or, yes, DC 12. Wisdom. Wisdom. Uh, first one's a five. Second one's a six. How about that second one? So he is now charmed. I have dominated him with my superior That's hilarious. Mind. This is how this now, went the last time. The one they call overhead speaker. Before no. we do battle. You will provide for us the items of which we bid upon in your precious sad metals. Huh. I don't know. I don't know why I feel like I should just give the items to you. Because I have dominated your mind. Now do so! You yeah. fool. <laughs> and uh, he says... Uh, <laughs> Yes, right away. And he disappears into the back room. Does that end your turn? Bonus action, cunning action. And uh, actually, I still have my movement, too. So I just want to go and see where he's going. Like, I want to peek around the curtain. Even though he's charmed, I want to make sure 
I want to see stealthily what's happening. Happening. Yeah. So actually, so, I use my regular movement, and then I use my bonus action to blend into the red curtain. So I'm basically the same color as the curtain. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. So uh, when you peer around, you see him uh, fiddling through like all these crates and stuff like that. He's kind of just talking to himself, and he he pulls out uh, the alchemy jug. He pulls out the pipe. And he goes around the corner. He walks right past you, doesn't even see you, and hands the uh, the jug and the pipe uh, to Xanthorpe, and he heads back one more time to... Uh, Where are my fishes? I project into his mind. And you see from out behind the curtain, he starts to uh, push the, uh, the fish cart out. And he says, forgot where they left the gloves. Let me just go see if he's uh, still put them back in my office. He disappears for a second. He comes back and he says, this is the first time I've done good business. Now you mention it. Hmm. Well, take your stuff and get out of my house. You might be a friend, but you're not welcome here anymore. I must ask, are these gloves even going to fit your hand? I see that Xanathorpe is looking at his smaller appendages. I take out the gloves and I put them on his stubby, small hands. Uh, I want you to make a dexterity saving throw. A save or a check? Me? Wait, me or him? Uh, whoever's putting the gloves on. You're going to do a right, dexterity am... saving throw. So a save. Okay. A 10. Uh, with a 10, the left glove rips as you put it on nailed it (laughs) as i told you they are now on so the gloves are on ripped do you know how uh give me an arcana check when you put these gloves on do they tell you how to operate Uh, i have identify so i use oh wait i might not have a spell slot i do not have a spell slot for it Ooh. Um, so instead, I make that arcana check. 14. Uh, with a 14, you know that with these gloves, to make them operate, you just have to say your wish out loud and snap your fingers. So I project into Xanthorpe's mind. We have two wishes, and then we must give these gloves to the one they call Blade. Now... I want you to remember all that has happened today. Our ship has crashed. We have won fishes and mayo and royal tea of which we will lubricate with. And now... Various various liquids that are viscous in nature. We have lowered ourselves to the idea of friendship. And we have befriended those who have now been wronged and do not have fishes. How will you spend our wishes, clutchmate? I will spend my wishes upon more fishes, and we will give them to all those good friends we've made upon this day, including, but not limited to, the friends which say we are no longer welcome in this very building. And with that, uh, Dunning-Krugar says, You have finally achieved the brilliance of which I have been trying to impart upon you. (laughs) Now, let us create the greatest invention the world has seen. We will take this magical tuna and this mayo, and from it shall come tuna. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) my friend spooches what is the wish that xanthor makes the wish that i wanted to make was i go ahead and wish i wish for fish of all of the best taste to rain upon all of those willing to receive them fish for all of us, raining from the skies. And I snap my, my clickers on my, my pincers. Nothing <laughs> nothing happens for a second. No! And all of a sudden, a portal rips up 
in front of your head and fish just starts pouring out on top of you for about 10 seconds the flow of fish overwhelms you so much i need you to roll 2d10 both of us uh just xanthorpe fair now i am trying to eat these as they're coming out can i also make a constitution check maybe (laughs) as all this fish with such force propels you it hits you for 11 points of damage and what's more is the glove that you ripped has now blown off your pincer. You see your hand that was in the glove flopping around next to a dead fish, and your pincer is just in the glove. I actually really don't even notice that, and I'm just eating all these fish, as many as I can possibly eat at this point. Uh, likewise, we eat with uh, all pincers. As you guys are engulfing the uh, fish and jamming them down your pincer and- mouths... And mayo. Uh, and mayo. And uh, you notice that the uh, gloves now, the two stars, go from two to one. When I literally cannot eat anymore is when I go over and he's charmed for an hour. I put the glove back on to my friend's hand. Which hand, though? So you, one blew off completely. Yeah, I'm going to put it back on the hand from which it came. No, he's saying my hand blew off. Yeah, his hand blew. Like, almost like his hand got cut off at where the gauntlet was. Yeah. I actually wasn't paying it much mind. Uh, I mean... I literally took it to mean the glove, not the hand. Yeah. Yeah, no, his his hand got sliced off. Um, You could put it right back on the stump. Yeah, so... so I want another dexterity saving throw if you try to put it on. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm on that. I got a thing for this. Hold on. All right, Dexter, you saved. 12. With a 12, it does not rip as you get it on. The rip doesn't get larger. Okay. And there's one wish left with yeah, your glove. I don't, I don't think Dunning Kruger thinks much about that. He packs up as many fish in the 12,000 gold pillowcase that is now empty and begins walking out with the pipe. And the cart, uh, we, we're pulling the cart of fish. We throw more fish in the cart of fishes, and we're going to go out and see if the people that we wish for fish are out there so we can explain to them uh, fish deal currency and uh, try to explain <laughs> the great wealth that they have just come into. I think I'm with him. I'm just content in this moment. And we're, we're kind of just walking out with the, with the gloves on my hands, and I think I kind of just say mostly to myself on my way out, you know, I, I wish it, it would be quite nice to. Ha- I wish that we had a a much easier way to transport all these fish. Cause I've learned we must keep hold all the fish and invest them, cause they'll be worth great money and great many more fish in the future. But yeah, I guess my wish was to, for some way of easily, more easily transporting all these great many. So you fish. make a second wish. To easily, I, I want you to repeat your wish one more time. I wish for a way of transporting and storing all of these fish, transporting all these fish to our vessel. How about that? Transporting all these fish to our vessel. As you say that, you clap your pincers, the gloves on both hands vanish into thin air. It's almost like someone pulled a thread on them and they all just start to come undone. And as the threads of the gloves start to come undone, the dust, it almost like it kind of dissipates into thin air. And all the fish that were on the stage, that were in the seats, that were all over the place, have now disappeared. What would you like to do? Just like bosses, pull our cart of fish and our items and proceed back to our ship. Hell yeah, dude. Listen, J- Spell Jamazon has more deliveries to make. This doesn't even register as anything more than exactly just yep. the life yep. of Spell Jamazon. So when yep. you guys you guys just exit out of the front door, you don't even go back to Sandblade? You guys just ride off into the sunset? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> not, not even- 
they're not even they're not scamming on Sam Belay. They probably yeah. just walk right by Timbers. I think I think when the gloves disappeared, I had a moment where I was like, oh, I can see where that illusion guy would like these things. And then just we kind of like, well, that was neat. <laughs> he said he's here to get fishes. We got fishes. So to the plan better than I ever have. <laughs> I don't know if he sees us as we're walking by Timber Sprout or not, but we just yeah, we're so not being like, subtle about it. Yeah, they, and they're because they don't think they're doing yeah. anything wrong. They're just going back to their ship, base jamming. I, I I know I know how this will play out. So uh, the camera shows uh, a window, and inside the window, uh, we see uh, Sanbele performing all types of illusions by the Aha! fire. Aha! Performing card tricks, coin tricks, disappearing giant miniature space hamsters, all types of illusions. Mid-performance, he notices that you guys get ejected out of this caravan and he sees you it's like they're back they must be back and he opens the door towards the two of you guys and he says ah my gloves gentlemen thank you for my gloves hey we just thank you for my gloves we we wave (laughs) no i just what about my coins they're We've spent them all. All of the, where's my gloves? We invested in fishes. <laughs> and as you guys look around, you notice that there's fish all over this village. There's just fish on the rooftops. In there's like a fish that smacked a cow on top of its head. There's fish everywhere in this town. And as Sambley walks out, this is the first that he's realized that there's fish all over the place and he says the fish are not my payment gentlemen cold is my payment give me my gold back gentlemen uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, clicking, just clicking and snapping and moving on you told us this to, to deliver the the gold for our fishes this has the fishes we needed the fishes to get back to our ship. We've got the fishes. And you have created the greatest illusion these people have seen, he <sighs> says in his Sambley's head. And as, as he says that, I bow at his feet. You just gave him the, like, the biggest com- like confidence booster. He goes, I did give them the world's greatest illusion. <laughs> and you guys. Ride off into the sunset with your big cart of fish, only to realize as you pull up to the ship, your ship is absolutely a thousand percent covered in fish. It is a massive mound of fish. I believe that we begin eating the fish with our mayo, and the ship actually begins consuming the fish, which is what we needed to do anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Repair it. And, uh, yeah. I imagine the whole time Dunning Krugar is explaining how the fish trick worked and that it was mostly smoke and mirrors. Impressive. Xanthorpe loved it. Impressive illusion. Not as impressive as the creativity of this homebrewed module. If there was a fourth wall to break, I would break through it and thank whoever created us in this whole setting that we participated in. Listen, Fish and all. Corey, without a doubt. Like, thank you, gentlemen. I right, Listen, we, we're creating a universe. We're creating the Dungeon Generations universe, and I felt like this was a, a great excuse to jam everybody in. I liked it. I liked it. It was beautiful. Many Easter eggs were quite impressive. Easter eggs were quite impressive. Guys, thank you. Uh, listen, every time we do this, it's a lot of fun. So I appreciate, uh, where, appreciate let's you guys. See where, we, where do we stand at this moment? Were there any updates? It's okay if they were not. Oh, thank you, Bernie. Appreciate you. Bernie saying he killed it. Appreciate you. There, oh, Mike. Huzzah! There. All around. Appreciate you, Crazy Mike. Crazy Mike, thanks, homie. Hope you guys enjoyed. It was uh, kind of had it shaken down a few different ways, but you guys and Gus and Charm Person, you guys always avoid fighting them when you. Dude, I don't want to lose Gus. I don't want to be the one to kill Gus. 
Yeah, dude. He's like our friend to me. And he always will be. And then the post credit scene is just Gus being like, Why am I so friendly? <laughs> Well, thank you all. Uh, Corey, not only a great job with Corey created every aspect of this for the most part, um, but also for having us done, which is something I'm not good at on time, a little bit of relief and, and uh, stuck the landing folks. We'll be back in November. Those of you that can make it out to uh, three lives whenever, but especially on June 14th, it's Tuesday. We'll be out there DMing fill the place up, make some money for three lives and raise a little bit money for a little bit more money for Vera house. And we do have one VIP seat still out there for that late game. And uh, we'll be seeing if we can fill it between now and then. I'm excited to uh, play IRL. That was a lot of fun last time. Word. Word. Oh yeah. Any final thoughts from our DM and or, and by the way, Spooches, this is one of my favorite, maybe even my favorite character you've ever played. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, these yeah, these were fun. Yeah. Yeah, the funny dynamic between characters. you two are so funny. I, I dude, I you were killing me for real. Uh it was so <laughs> so on like just so on. Um You know, I I couldn't get exactly like I wasn't sure what exactly the voice I was looking for and then I realized it's sort of that uh giant heads in Rick and Morty that are like not cool. <laughs> <laughs> It was the, uh, the battle, uh, the music battle. Show yeah, yeah. me what Show you got. Me what you got. Yeah, yeah. It was like a little bit of that guy. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, you know, it was creatively satisfying. Uh, the most important thing is raising that money, but I do love D&D and I want people to play it. Looking forward to seeing you guys at Three Lives playing yep. some D&D with you. Uh, one last round of applause for my DM, Corey. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Corey. Good job, brother. Thoughts? What do you got? Uh, other than uh, just thank you, everybody's watched. Everybody donated this year. Uh, we did a lot of different cool things. Tried to uh, give back to our uh, community with Taikai and uh, try to switch things up a little bit. Looking forward to the uh, next one, mostly because I don't have to DM and I can just play a silly character. Who's uh, DMing this time? Is it Dennis in rotation? Number two. I think it's me. All right. Wow. So I better start thinking about November. We'll uh, we'll be approaching the release of Dragonlance by then, which is one of my favorite settings. So uh, who knows? Maybe we'll do something in the world of Kryn. We'll nice. see. All right. I'm, I'm here for it. I know nothing about it, but I'm here for it. Love that. You got to survive Ravenloft first. Yep. All right, homie. So All right, guys. With our our peers uh, to let you, you know. Pick how pick the adventure and get your characters ready. Know your group and all that soon. Everybody else, peace. Gentlemen, peace. peace. Love you guys. Love you too, man. Much love.